Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb, and a special warm welcome to any guests or visitors joining us this day on what is now a new church year. And so in that sense, we can say Happy New Year as we now have come to the first Sunday of Advent, uh, or rather in Advent, in this new church year. And so uh, I'll direct your attention then to the inside of the back cover of your bulletin, where we have our Focused on Christ section, a summary of our readings for the day as we begin this church year anew. The new church year begins by focusing on the humble coming of our Lord. Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey. Even as he was born in a lowly manger, so Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a beast of burden, for he bears the sin of the world. He is the son of David, riding to his enthronement on the cross, where he shows himself to be, the Lord is our righteousness. Our Lord still comes in great humility to deliver his righteousness to us in the word and sacraments. Before receiving Christ's body and blood, we also sing, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And as we receive the sacrament, we set our hearts on his return in glory, for our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. And we do have that great joy of receiving Christ's body and blood this day in the fellowship of this altar. And so in accord with this word, we do ask that all those joining us at this altar to receive his body and blood share the same confession as we do, that is, being members either of this congregation or of a sister congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. And this is all, again, in accord with our Lord's word, who bids that there be no divisions among you as you come to receive this blessed sacrament. Our service setting this day is Divine Service Setting 4, as it begins on page 203. We now sing, oh, and just to note also that as we are in Advent, we will be uh, passing over the Gloria. So when it comes to that point in the service and we just keep on moving, remember then that it is Advent and that's part of that. We now sing our first hymn. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the first Sunday in Advent is from Jeremiah, chapter 23. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called, The Lord is our Righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when they shall no longer say, as the Lord lives, who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives, who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country and out of all the countries where he had driven them, then they shall dwell in their own land. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Romans chapter 13. Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. 
This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and we, he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophets, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Well, a happy and blessed New Year to you all. That does sound a little odd, doesn't it? A little out of step. Well, that's good. And you don't have to worry because I've already had at least one cup of coffee and, Lord willing, a reasonable night's sleep. I'm not off my rocker. You see, for Christians following the ancient and faithful pattern of the church here, we have come, indeed, to a new year. It is now Advent. Outside the four walls of our sanctuary here today, the world is already celebrating Christmas full tilt. For some, that started all the way back on November 1st. It seems to get earlier and earlier every year. In fact, the short time when I worked for a department store, I recall unloading Christmas items in July and August so that they were in the stockroom ready to go. Well, everything outside our sanctuary, the sights, the sounds, even the smells already, they all say that Christmas is here now. Christmas lights and inflatable Santas, snowmen and presents, they adorn towns and homes across the country. Familiar and popular secular holiday music fills stores, gas stations, and people's playlists. People are consuming all things Christmas as fast as humanly possible, despite the fact that, well, there's Thanksgiving leftovers that are still in your fridge. And they're probably still pretty fresh, or at least they, they should be, right? It's no wonder that people are so ready to be done with Christmas by the time the day actually arrives. If you've already celebrated it for over a month, you don't really want 12 more days once the holy day actually arrives. However... Christians who follow the old ways are noticeably out of step with the world around us, and that's a good thing. Rather than consuming all things Christmas right up until the day, we purposefully and we prayerfully wait for a season, and that season is called Advent. Compared to the sights, sounds, and smells of the secular world, the sanctuaries of confessional Lutheran congregations, well, they're quite a contrast. Inside our sanctuary, you see that the altar Lectern, pulpit, and pastor's vestments are violet, the color of repentance. The sound of our prayers, hymns, and chants, they are hopeful, and yet at the same time they are penitent and solemn. Instead of the smell of peppermint or ginger cookies, 
Our prayers rise before the one true God as incense that is pleasing to him, anticipating and longing for the Lord's return. You see, for the baptized children of God, the celebration of Christmas, it has not yet come. We are intentionally waiting and praying. You could even say fasting as compared to the world. And why? Our waiting and praying have nothing to do with ever worsening supply chain issues. And no, we're not waiting for Santa Claus to come to town. We're waiting for someone else. We're waiting. We are praying for the return of Jesus Christ. He whose coming was foretold for centuries, beheld in Bethlehem, and announced by the angel host, will come again. And so until that day, we wait and we pray. On this first Sunday in Advent, we don't gather at the manger in Bethlehem, eager to commemorate the birth of our Savior and Lord. Instead, we remember that joyous and tumultuous day in Jerusalem, when Jesus entered the city to shout, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! Our attention is not focused on the incarnation of Christ, that is, his first coming in the flesh. No, on the first Sunday in Advent, we focus on the purpose of his coming, his journey to the cross, where he will be pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. He goes there to bear the chastisement that brought us peace and to endure the wounds by which we are healed. Now, of course, rest assured, as you well know, we will get to Bethlehem. We will get to St. Luke's beautiful account of the Blessed Virgin Mother and God-fearing and faithful Joseph. We will fear, wonder, and rejoice with the shepherds who gazed upon the wondrous angelic choir, that heavenly host. We will worship alongside the Magi and sing the prophetic words of Simeon as we come into Epiphany. With him and chant in high thanksgiving, we will praise our incarnate God and King, he who is God of God and light of light. But not just yet, at least not in the full-throated sense of which Christmas comes with its praise. For now, dear saints, we are in a time of purposeful, prayerful waiting. Everyone outside of God's sanctuary is in a hurry. They can't run fast enough, hence all the caffeine consumption this time of year. They rush to check all the boxes on their to-do list, and it never seems to get done. But here, in this place, in God's house, we're not in a hurry. We've been waiting and praying for about 20 centuries now, anticipating the return of Christ our King. And so we continue to wait with joyful patience, with hopeful expectation. At the appointed time, Christ will return, and he will save us from the impending judgment and destruction which awaits this world. We wait, and we worship without hurrying. We sing together, and we join our joyful hearts together, receiving the true gifts of Christ Mass. That is, the heavenly gifts of Christ, which cannot be eaten by moths or destroyed by rust. Neither must these gifts be returned because, well, they just don't fit or they're not satisfying. As God's baptized people, we ponder anew God's kingdom and its king. As we hear again of the triumphal entry of Christ into Jerusalem, we picture the events in our mind's eye and we ponder as Jesus rode, like King Solomon, upon a donkey into the city of God. Jerusalem. His coming into Jerusalem was marked by loud hosannas, the waving of palm branches, and eager cheers. And Jesus is rightly praised as the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the Lord God Almighty, indeed the Savior of our fallen race, as we sung just moments ago. 
This is he who would be crucified, dead and buried, only to rise again in victory as we confessed. And all of this is for you. God be praised. And this is he who will come again and recreate all creation for us as he makes all things new. On that Palm Sunday in Jerusalem, though, as Jesus approached the city of David, he was greeted with jubilant joy on the great and glorious day of his return. We, too, will sing hosannas without end to our God and King. We will hail the Christ who triumphed over death, hell, and the devil, and we will never be separated from Jesus again. We will be raised from our graves, having been given resurrected, glorified bodies with new flesh, even as Christ our Lord has given us his flesh as the guarantee and down payment of this, his new creation. The incarnation of Jesus Christ, it is the most astonishing and truly beautiful thing that this world has ever witnessed. And this is not because of the heavenly choir of angels who sang at his birth, nor because of his natal star which shone over the city of David. This is not because of the beautiful picture, <clears throat> pardon me, of the Virgin Mary with her child or of the Blessed Holy Family. See, Christ's incarnation is the most astonishing and beautiful thing that this world has ever witnessed because this world was made holy as the Lord of all stepped forth from his pure and kingly hall to save us. In that lowly manger, the Word made flesh came forth into, fallen, into this fallen and corrupt world to fulfill the Father's ancient promises and save us. The Christ who came to his Old Testament people by way of his prophetic word of promise now had come in the flesh, promises fulfilled. The long-promised Messiah, he didn't simply come to preach and teach or perform miracles and heal people of disease, although that is, uh, those are all markers of his messianic reign and his coming. Jesus came to save poor, miserable sinners like you and like me from eternal damnation. He did this by becoming the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, Christ taking and bearing the burden of our sin to the cross. Christ the King is a ruler who dies for his subjects and proclaims the absolution of the world from the throne of his cross. This same Almighty King and Savior, he has promised to return again and to raise humanity from the grave and take all those who believe in him to his eternal paradise. King Jesus has defeated the old evil foe. He has dealt that crushing blow to his head. He has removed the sting of death and reconciled God and man through the shedding of his holy precious blood. And were that not enough, our king continues to come, to advent to us, his baptized people, in his holy supper, week in and week out. Therefore, as we take time to ponder and meditate upon the events of Palm Sunday on this day, the darkness of Good Friday lies as with a paradox behind us. As we then think about Christ's incarnation on Christmas when he came forth to dwell among us, to abide among us, we are also then reminded of Easter when he came forth from the tomb in order to bring us to the Father for all eternity. In fact, there's an interesting historical note to that. Oftentimes the manger is depicted as a wooden box, but it was just as likely made of stone, looking very much like a tiny little tomb which Christ came to us in, only to come out of for our salvation just as on Easter. With the Jerusalem crowds on Palm Sunday, we cry out and hail the Son of David as the King of Israel, 
An Israel that transcends race, ethnicity, and political borders. For the true spiritual Israel, which is the Christian church, includes both Jews and Gentiles. This Israel is not occupied by its enemies or ruled by imposter puppet kings, but rather this true spiritual Israel extends to the heavens and it reaches into eternity. This king is the Christ, the Savior prophesied and promised to the world since Adam's fall. It is this king and Savior who assures us that because of his crucifixion, his burial, his resurrection and ascension, we will not perish but have eternal life, for he himself is the resurrection and the life. And so as we listen to the hosannas of the crowd in the reading today, we are reminded that our Lord comes to us again and again in every single divine service. Our humble king comes to us under the humble forms of bread and wine, which calls to mind his humble birth in Bethlehem, a town whose Hebrew name means house of bread. Our King Jesus is from the house and line of David, a house which will have no end. We can give thanks and praise to God for that, because then we will come into that kingdom forever. And so as we gather on the first Sunday in Advent, prayerfully anticipating the coming of Christ on the last day, let us turn away from sin and the world's distractions and rest. Let us rest in his holy word and in his holy supper as he advents to us. Let us also anticipate the yearly celebration of Christmas with all its light and joy. Let us sing our hosannas, remembering the words of Christ's blessed mother as she said, The Lord has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Let us hail and extol Jesus, the Holy One in the manger, who is also the Holy One on the cross. Let us worship this Holy One who destroyed the power of of death as he burst forth from his spiced tomb on the third day. Let us praise the holy name of this most blessed one who is coming again to create the new heavens and new earth. As another new church year begins, let us treasure up all these things and ponder them in our hearts. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. To you, O Lord, we lift up our souls, and in you we put our trust. Do not let us be ashamed of our hope, but come quickly. Sustain us by your Holy Spirit, that we may have joy at the advent of Christ our Savior. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Gracious Father, you have made us glad to enter into your presence, to hear the good news of our Savior and receive your gifts. Preserve your church against all her enemies, and lead us to walk in your ways and to follow your paths, that when Jesus returns in his glory, we may may welcome him with glad hosannas. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of love, visit our homes and defend us from the temptation to walk in the works of darkness, that husbands and wives may love one another and raise their children in the faith. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, behold our nation and its leaders and protect our armed forces, taking them under your care and blessing. Lord, in your mercy. Show compassion to the sick, the suffering, and those in need, especially Shirley Dover, Chuck Taney, John Montman, Ron Lyon, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Arlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips. 
Relieve their pain, increase their faith, and grant healing and peace in accordance with your wisdom and your will. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, your Son humbly rode into Jerusalem to the shouts of Hosanna, so that he might give us his righteousness and salvation by his death and resurrection. Mercifully grant that we would repent of our sins and rejoice in his presence as he visits us with his body and blood and his holy supper this day. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, you declared that the days were coming when you would accomplish our salvation, and in your time you caused your son, the righteous branch, to spring up for David. By your grace, keep us joined as branches to Christ, that we might bear fruit until the day he returns in glory. For he lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Well, once again, good morning, welcome, and a happy new year to you. I will point out, as we, as we have it on the back of our bulletin uh, for every service, we do have this Kids in the Divine Service section, which also gives a further explanation as to the what uh, of Advent and Advent and why we celebrate it. So please uh, take note of that also um, before you uh, either take home or pass along that bulletin. A look ahead at our schedule this week, a new um, church year, of course, means a, a change in the schedule as we come to Wednesday. Uh, and so I'll especially note that, that this Wednesday, uh, midweek begins at 3.30, but then we will keep our schedule as we did last year. 5 p.m., we'll have a supper in the auditorium. Uh, at 5.45, we'll have our Advent evening prayer, and those are condensed uh, prayer services there for this season. Then both at 6.30, the fitness class in the auditorium and the choir practice. Uh, and then this coming Thursday, handbell practice at 6.00. Did I get the times right, Hannah? Is that correct? That's good? All right. Okay, Courtney, we're good? That's good. All right. I thought so. I would. Okay, good deal. Uh, and then also this coming Tuesday, men, note the time and date change. So I'm now talking about Tuesday. We have our men's theology on tap at 7 o'clock. Christmas cards available on the card rack in the library. Ask uh, Louise Brown if you have any questions about that. Uh, also note uh, about the offering envelopes for the upcoming year. And then, uh, again, that our midweek evening prayer services will be on Wednesdays at 5.45. And the focus this year will be the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and those O antiphons that you find uh, in the hymnal that accompany them. I do believe that brings us to the end of our announcements. Anything I may have missed? All right, seeing nothing. Uh, go in the blessed peace that Christ has come. Christ is coming, and he will come again. I'll greet you at the door. God's peace be with you.